and end in light. From Flashbangs and Frag Grenades by Calchexis Read by Sam Gabriel Based on League of Legends by Riot Games Chapter 2 Night had fallen across Demacia as Lux rode into the Temple of the Radiant. She left her horse with the handlers along with a few quiet words, assuring them that she would be remaining throughout the night and they should stable her beast for the evening. With that handled, she made her way inside. She had left behind her piltoven leathers and was clad once again in the silver, white, and gold of Demacia. She hated it. Nothing about these colors suited her any more. Once upon a time, the reclaimed materials of Zahn, with their odd, greasy texture, had grated on her. Now these fresh articles felt somehow wrong, too sterile almost, although Lux couldn't exactly put a finger on the precise problem she had with them. All she knew was that she didn't like them, and that she wanted to be back home with her own clothes, and her own bed, and her own God's damned wife. But no, Demacia always had to have its say. Well, this time, she was going to have a few choice words to say back to it. Hold! The Eliminator guards flanking the entrance stopped her, and she briefly flashed her insignia. Luxana Crown Guard, Radiant Operative, newly returned from Piltover, she said calmly. I'm here to debrief the Council, request a new assignment, and log my findings in the archives. The Illuminators shared a look then turned back to her, and one of them nodded while the other released the locks on the door and pushed them open to admit her. The Radiant Council wouldn't be immediately available, but she had no doubt they would demand a report from her the moment they learned she was on the grounds. Sure enough, she'd barely gotten through the main registry before she was intercepted by a neophyte of the Order. Lady Crowngod! God, she was young. Probably just out of the indoctrination program. His scars probably hadn't even faded. The Radiant requests your immediate presence in the Council Chambers. Of course they do, Lux said with a faint smile. Thank you. Logan, he said pertly. Apostle of the Order. An apostle? Lux raised an eyebrow. So he was as she had been, a newly forged natural mage. What are your gifts? He looked faintly uncomfortable, but she waved off his dour expression before holding out a palm and lighting a small orb within it. I'm sure you've seen mine. It's nothing to be ashamed of. We serve the Order Radiant, and so too are our gifts used for the glory of Demacia. Phil Demacia, he muttered by rote. So? Um, it's this, he said, and spread his palms pointed downwards. The ground rumbled faintly, and a few of the nearby potted plants experienced sudden growth spurts. A nature mage? That was rare in Demacia. There weren't many of them left. I'm surprised. They're more often found in places like Ixtel or Ionia now. You'll be an excellent asset. He flushed and then bowed low. Thank you, Lady Crowngod, for your kind words. Now, um, the council. Right, can't keep them waiting, she said. Lux allowed the young apostle to lead her through the familiar halls that she frankly could have walked in her sleep. It made him feel useful, though and it was a sign of respect that the Radiant didn't afford to everyone. Clearly they weren't any more happy about her recall than she was. The Council rarely allowed the Crown and Demacian Senates to interfere in their workings, but the fact was that the ruling body of the nation had enough clout to do it if they wanted to, and this time they had. Logan led her to the double doors of the Council Chamber and bowed her through them, 
and Lux favored him with a small smile before stepping into the dimly lit room. The great raised pulpits of the radiant council rose in front of her, and she moved before them, gave a deep, respectful bow, then straightened and stood at attention, waiting for them to speak. Operative crown guard, one of the council began. Your diligence and haste to our halls is to be commended. My operations were cut unexpectedly short, so I judged that the very least I could do is submit myself for debrief as soon as possible, Lux replied. Another counselor, a woman this time, spoke in answer. You have always been one of our most loyal and effective operatives. This is to your credit. Regarding the debrief, what have you found regarding the misuse of our national resources? Lux forced back a grin and put forward a mask of frustration. Unfortunately, my investigation was interrupted before it could bear fruit. I had tracked the acquisition through Zonite black markets and down to the dockside sun gates, and my next point of trail was through the trade ports of Bilgewater. I never got to follow up on that, however. The blackguards who stole our petrocyte covered their tracks well, and I needed more than the scant handful of months I was given to trace them. Understandable, another counselor said. You're certain it passed through Bilgewater, then? Of course not, Lux said. As I said, I wasn't given the time to confirm it. That was the most likely point of call, though. My contracts in the Undercity all pointed in that direction, but as it stands, it's just speculation. What about the terrorist jinx? Were you able to confirm any form of intent when she toppled the spy that you were using as a base? The first counselor asked. I wasn't, Lux said. Jinx is infamous for being untrackable through Zon. Even natives don't have her mastery of the pipeworks. My personal opinion is that it was a coincidence, as odd as that may seem. She forced herself to keep a straight face as she recited the explanation she had mentally practiced. I've gone over every operation I've executed in tandem with the enforcers of Piltover, and none of them crossed into Jinx's known territory. Furthermore, we confirmed beyond reasonable doubt that her attack on the Spire wasn't a mercenary action, but a personal one, and a distraction at that. So it wasn't a matter of an angry chem baron paying her to strike at me. A strange coincidence, one of the counselors said softly. They do happen, Lux said. It was certainly an inconvenient one for me. I lost a lot of my personal belongings in that attack. Nothing of great monetary value, just some sentimental articles. Of course, they said, sounding as unapologetic as it was likely possible to sound. No. We understand you are also here to request a new assignment. You understand we cannot send you back to Piltover, of course. Of course, Lux said. I was hoping for a placement in Bilgewater. It's been a long time since our order has had any influence there, and it would allow me to at least tangentially continue my investigation. She straightened her back and tipped up her chin in what she knew would look like an appropriately determined and noble cut. I can't in good conscience fail to pursue every possible lead in the case of that misused petrocyte, honorable counselors, but I do, of course, accede to your wisdom. Your request has been duly noted and will be considered, operative crown guard. Is there anything else to report? No, your honors, Lux said. 
I do request access to the archival levels, however. I would prefer to remand my reports personally, and there are some subjects I'd like to study while I wait for my next assignment. The Council shared a few looks between them, and Lux waited with bated breath. She would sneak in if she had to, but it would be far easier if they would simply... Very well. Your visit to the archives is approved. Lux suppressed a sigh of relief and nodded. Thank you, Your Honors. I'll see myself out. She cut another low bow, then turned on her heel and left the chamber. Logan was gone, probably to other duties. That was good. He was a nice boy. She hadn't wanted to have to kill him just to get the time alone she needed to do her work. Lux made her way through the labyrinthine stone halls of the temple, down several flights of steps, and eventually ended at a great set of armored double doors that were guarded by the elite of the Illuminator Order, Lightbringers. Operative Crown Guard, requesting access to the archives for supplementary study, Lux said sharply as she stopped between the two heavily armored warriors. The Council approved my visit personally. You are expected, Operative. One of the Illuminators said in a grim, gravelly voice that Lux couldn't help but wonder if he practiced. Without warning, he knocked his knuckles against the door. The sound echoed deafeningly through the low levels and the tight corridors of hard stone, and Lux waited for a moment before the door began to slowly grind open. It was all very dramatic. Then again, the Radiant did love their pageantry. Sometimes she wondered how much the cloak and dagger aesthetic really mattered— and how much was just pantomime for the rich old nobles who ran the order. It wouldn't do not to play along, though, and Lux bowed suitably low and with grave import before stepping through and into the long, dusty stacks of the Radiant Archives. A wizened old man in a heavy cloak and enough layers to ward off the chill of the cold stones from even his rickety bones tottered up as the doors thumped shut behind her and asked, "'How can I help you, operative?' No help, Master Archivist, she said warmly. I know where I'm going, but thank you. Of course, he bowed, inasmuch as his geriatric back permitted. Should you need anything, don't hesitate to ask. You're very generous, thank you, Lux repeated. I'm sure you have far more pressing matters to deal with in curating this wealth of knowledge, though, Master Archivist. My needs are simple, and I won't get in your way. He flushed at the praise and stood a little straighter, which wasn't much, but it was something, and nodded before bowing again, then turning and tottering away to, most likely, fall asleep in one of the back stacks. Curating indeed. Lux waited for him to be out of sight, then started towards the section of the archives devoted to Piltover and Zaun. She kept her ears trained for any other visitors, even though she knew that she was, in all likelihood, alone, save for the old man. The operatives of the Radiant were only rarely at the temple, and never for very long. Fewer still were those who came down to consult the archives. In fact, Lux was fairly certain that she was the archives' most frequent visitor, and even that was barely once a year, if that. Slowly she made her way through the stacks until she reached the dank, shadowed corner where the Order's information on Zom was kept. Running her fingers over the scrolls, she began picking them out by order of importance. First and foremost was Jinx. The Order had an extensive file on her gleaned from reports copied from Piltover's Hall of Law, as well as the rare encounters by other operatives, including Lux's own report made during the Vesper Cult case. The file was thick and heavy, and it had a surprising amount of detail, everything from physical measurements to preferred tactics to known haunts and contacts. 
It detailed her methodologies, as well as theories on how to counter her destructive weaponry. Then there was the weaponry itself, descriptions of pow-pow and fishbones that were surprisingly accurate, along with speculations of their construction and how to disable them. All in all, it was an excellent dossier on a very dangerous woman. Splaying her fingers, Lux summoned her light and began erasing all of it. Her magic cooked and peeled the ink away, and it fell like dust to the floor. Page after page of painstakingly collected information was demolished until there was nothing left but stiff, bleached vellum. Rolling up the scroll, Lux put it back where it was meant to be and moved on. She dug up the dossiers of every champion of Zaun and gave them the same treatment. The rare and valuable reports on Singed's chemical weaponry and vectors from the Ionia campaign were rendered blank. Details on the poisons and toxins used by Twitch were erased. The scant handful of reports on Zack's creation that had been stolen by an operative at the cost of her life were blanked out as well. Every file on Victor, Echo, and even Seraphine were made dust into dust. There was a massive dossier on Glask, too. She practically had an entire shelf dedicated to her operations, from her subsidiaries to her shell companies and offshore accounts. Everything was there, and then, quite suddenly, it wasn't. Piece by piece, Lux destroyed every single jot of information that the Radiant had ever collected on Zaun and its champions. She even found rare fragments that mapped out a portion of Zaun's northern wards which she flash-fried to ashes. She wanted to laugh. She wanted to cackle at the idea of the Radiant's intelligencers coming down here after her betrayal and defection to Zaun. She could practically see the horrified expressions on their faces as they realized how thoroughly she had gilded them. It was the work of a very long night, and there was a lot of information on Zahn, and Lux was intent on ensuring that none of it survived her purge. If Demacia wanted to interfere with her in the coming war, then they were going to have to do so blind. Morning had come and gone by the time Lux was finished with her work, and exhaustion was biting at the corners of her eyes. She had one last thing to do, though, and she made her way back to where she had left the old man. She found him nodding off at a desk and gently tapped his shoulder, and he stirred with a start. Oh, oh, yes. He looked up blearily. Oh, operative. Did you need something? I'm almost done, Lux replied gently. I just needed to add the report from my last assignment to my personal file. Can I ask you to escort me to the operative file room? Oh, of course. He was so eager to be helpful, or maybe just happy to be noticed. The archival position was largely an honorary one, that of a glorified librarian. Not that there was anything wrong with the role of a librarian, but it was one that was easily overlooked, and had the distinct lack of honor in the militant society of Demacia. Thank you so much, Lux said. I appreciate you breaking from your duties to help me. I know it's a bother. Not at all, not at all, he said cheerfully as he walked her along through the maze of the stacks. The operative file room was one of the most heavily protected rooms in the archives. Only the master archivist could open the doors. It was nothing so crude as a key, but rather a complex steel-knot puzzle lock that was extremely dangerous to get wrong. Moreover, the entire door was made of petrocyte, so there was no using magic to get through it either. Lux stopped in front of the door, stepped aside, and dutifully turned her back as the archivist did his job. She heard the door click open a few moments later, 
but still waited for him to tap her elbow before turning back around. The archivist entered first, and Lux followed. The room looked like the interior of a mausoleum, just cold petrocyte walls with locked alcoves, one alcove for each operative. Lux's was on the east wall, at about shoulder height, and she gestured to it before repeating the same process, turning around and letting him unlock it. This time, though, she listened more carefully. She listened as he released the lock, and then listened for the faint scuff of his boots as he turns to tap her elbow. The moment she heard it, Lux snapped around, and she registered the look of faint surprise that crossed his face before she pressed her hands over his eyes and summoned a series of flashing, mnemonic lights. Conjuring her magic was difficult in this place, difficult but not impossible. She had no range to speak of, and she could summon no great amount of power, but fortunately, she didn't need to for this particular spell. The archivist went slack, and she pulled her hand away. He stared dumbly forward, unseeing, and she slipped around him and reached into her file. Everything was there. Her history, her methods, her magic, and every last dirty detail of her life was recorded on two dozen vellum scrolls. She worked quickly, erasing everything with brief flashes of light, turning valuable ink words into dust and ash before rolling the scrolls back up and sticking them back into place. And then she moved back around to where she'd been standing before, put her back to the archivist just as she had been, and snapped her fingers. The archivist tapped her elbow, completely unaware that he had just lost several minutes of time, and Lux turned politely around and held up the scroll that contained her report, which was, in fact, just a massive pile of lies and ended with a series of dirty and unflattering limericks regarding the Council's parentage. Thank you, Lux said as he took the scroll and added it to her file before closing it up. Of course, operative, the archivist said brightly. Anything for the Order and for Demacia. Lux gave him a completely genuine smile, although her words were significantly less so as she said, Yes, for Demacia. The text of this story is available on AO3. Music by Dot Matrix. If you would like me to record a story, voiceover, or character, get in touch using the contact information available on my website, which is located at samgabrielvo.com. And there you can find other stories that I've read, as well as a link to my Discord server, where I record things live for your enjoyment. And finally, as always, thank you for listening.